0: Thanks for listening. I'm Chris Wigenti, and this is Who Gets It Naturally. Music was composed and performed by V. Caritis. I am not selling anything, diagnosing anything, offering any cures, or replacing your doctor. I'm just sharing my passion for natural products. If you're pregnant, please consult your doctor before trying anything new. Everyone is different, so you may need to tweak the recipes a bit to work for you. Always start with the least amount of essential oils. You can always add, you can't take away. Remember, these remedies don't last forever. You need to reapply as needed. If you are allergic to any of the ingredients I use, please substitute for something you're not allergic to. Just because it's natural doesn't mean you can't be allergic to it. Happy New Year! If you celebrated a bit too much last night, some people might say hair of the dog. The full expression is hair of the dog that bit you which basically just means to drink more of whatever gave you the hangover. So, if you drank a bit too much vodka, have a little more vodka to get rid of the hangover. Personally, that never worked for me. What did always work was a cheeseburger, greasy fries, and an unsweetened iced tea. But I'm a freak. No guarantee this works for you. The worst part of a hangover is the headache, which is probably caused by dehydration, so water helps. Good luck finding your remedy. Today starts a new year, new beginnings, and for some, new habits. It's not easy, but it's also not impossible. So, let's start this new season off with tips on how to make some changes. We'll start with the big one, quitting smoking. I've already done two episodes on this. Okay, one, and I replayed it and added some tips and information. If you're a new listener, Season 1, Episode 3 is all about natural ways to quit smoking. But I did replay it for Episode 3 of Season 2 and added some more resources and options. So you can basically skip Episode 3 of Season 1 and get it all and more in Season 2. If you've listened to and downloaded both, thank you. And you know what? There's lots of information packed into that episode. Listening a few times won't hurt. You may even pick up on something that you missed the first time around. Just know that there are many resources to help. Every state I've lived in has a quit smoking hotline. There's lots of support groups all over, in person and online. You're not alone, and there are plenty of people who have been in your shoes. But I firmly believe that if you are not completely ready to quit for yourself, not because your wife, husband, doctor, mom, kids keep nagging you to quit. But because you are truly ready to quit, whatever you try won't work. I would love for you to prove me wrong. If you do, please share your story. I'm sure it will inspire someone else to quit. Pay it forward. I mentioned hangovers earlier. Want to stop or cut down on your drinking? Again, you have to want to for yourself, not someone else. Alcoholics Anonymous does help. I know that can be scary, especially if you're going alone. There are lots of people who have been where you are and are willing to help. Like smoking, it's an addiction. You need to understand the triggers and go from there. Avoid the triggers as much as possible. Sometimes this means a huge life change, but isn't it worth the effort? Think of it as an adventure, a challenge, whatever helps to motivate you. Unlike smoking, there aren't really many ways to fake your body out when it comes to alcohol. It can alleviate some withdrawal symptoms with valerian and, believe it or not, hops and catnip. I know lots of former drinkers who are now chocoholics. Swapping one addiction for another? Maybe, but one won't destroy your liver. Not condoning or condemning, but if you do go this route, dark chocolate is much better than milk chocolate. It's got lots of antioxidants and other health benefits. Now, for another heavy hitter weight loss. Pun intended. This is another personal issue. And what I mean by that is that there are so many possible reasons behind weight gain. You need to know what caused it. Change those circumstances, then find out what works for you to lose it. For me, once my hip locked up the first time, that started it. I used to walk everywhere. Once my hip locked, that changed drastically. Then it locked up again, and I just went into a downward spiral from there. Add in the tiredness and achiness of fibromyalgia, and it was a recipe for disaster. Not being able to walk and move like I used to added lots of weight. When your movement is limited to start with, it's that much harder to just maintain a healthy weight, never mind trying to lose excess weight gained over several years. And I always struggled with my weight. I had a job once that for six weeks every spring, I walked an average of about 15 miles a day. I weighed about the same as I did in high school. Ironically, that job contributed to a few issues that I'm dealing with now. I've tried lots of different kinds of diets, workout routines, stuff other people swear by did nothing for me. It's easy to give up when nothing seems to work. I'm finally starting to feel like I'm getting a handle on things. I've got a vibrating plate that I just love. I have yet to use it to its full potential, but I'm getting there. You're probably thinking, oh, what? You stand on it, turn it on, and it vibrates. It has preset programs that change the intensity of the vibration at different intervals for 15 minutes each setting. You can also use the manual setting, which keeps the intensity kind of on the low side, but you can control how long you stand on it. Anywhere from 1 to 14 minutes. Once you go 15 minutes, it switches you to the first pre-programmed setting. So, how does this help with weight loss? It's more indirect. It gets the blood flowing, gets the muscles moving, and helps with balance. Lots of other benefits besides weight loss. I've even got armbands to use with it, which I haven't yet because I'm nowhere near that level, but I'm working on it. When I first got it, I started with just a minute a day. There were times where I would just put a chair next to it so my feet were on it, and I would set it to a pre-programmed setting and let my legs shake for 15 minutes. Every little bit helps. When I moved last year, it took a long time for me to get back on it. But I'm back up to standing on it for a little more than five minutes at a time and working my way back up. Every day it gets easier. The new big thing is intermittent fasting. Definitely do your research on this. Women are supposed to change when they fast depending on their hormone cycle. My hormone cycle is non-existent. I honestly never had what you would call a cycle. My hormones have always been all over the place with no rhyme or reason I was ever able to distinguish. I think I've mentioned this before. You know, those snicker commercials? They ain't nothing. If I don't eat when I'm hungry, a switch gets flipped and the horns come out and the head spins. I stop short of target vomiting. But I don't wake up feeling like that. Okay, not usually. So I stop eating early enough at night so that I go at the very least 12 hours without eating by the time I have breakfast. And then breakfast is either a protein shake, usually during the week, or eggs. So I just went a minimum of 12 hours without eating. Then I gave my body protein and eat like I always have the rest of the day. Okay, I did stop buying all food products that contain bioengineered ingredients. I mean, what exactly is a bioengineered ingredient and why are they in frozen corn, gum, and mayonnaise? Just saying. So far, this has been working. I have lost about a pound a week for the past month or so. Add in the vibration plate. Stretching throughout the day, and my muscles are starting to feel a lot looser, which is huge. Best part, I'm not eating anything special when I do eat. The protein shakes and eggs for breakfast have been my go to for decades. Cherry on top, there's lots of herbs, spices, and essential oils that help curb your appetite. Cinnamon, ginger, oregano, cayenne pepper, black pepper, turmeric, and fennel are just a few. They all work in different ways. The peppers, cinnamon, ginger, and turmeric burn belly fat. Ashwagandha helps digestion and promotes metabolism. Cilantro, cumin, rosemary, sage, there's a whole bunch of herbs and spices that help reduce inflammation, kick up metabolism, and help burn the fat. You've got lots of tasty options. Have fun experimenting to find what works for you. Have you tried an infrared sauna yet? OMG. It's awesome. Because it uses infrared light to heat your body, you don't have to deal with thick, heavy air. Yes, you get sweaty, but the air doesn't heat up around you like it's 95% humidity and 100 degrees, which makes it that much more tolerable. And you only need 15 to 20 minutes in the sauna. When you sweat, you release toxins from your body. The infrared also increases your heart rate. Studies have shown it to be effective for stress reduction, weight loss, headache relief, reduce arthritis pain. It aids with heart arrhythmias and helps prevent high blood pressure and can help manage side effects from diabetes. Now, you can do all of this at home or find a spa that offers this service. I've mentioned this next one before, but didn't really get into how it works. Cryotherapy. Okay, there are many forms of cryotherapy. Technically, putting an ice pack on a part of your body to reduce inflammation or ease pain is a type of cryotherapy. You should wrap the ice pack in a towel to reduce irritation to the skin and should keep it on the targeted area no more than 20 minutes per hour. According to Healthline.com at www.healthline.com slash health slash health cryotherapy hyphen benefits. Quote, cryotherapy, which literally means cold therapy, is a technique where the body is exposed to extremely cold temperatures for several minutes. Cryotherapy can be delivered to just one area, or you can opt for a whole body cryotherapy. Localized cryotherapy can be administered in a number of ways, including through ice packs, ice massage, coolant sprays, ice baths, and even through probes administered into tissue. The theory for whole body cryotherapy, WBC, is that by immersing the body in extremely cold air for several minutes, you can receive a number of health benefits. The individual will stand in an enclosed chamber or a small enclosure that surrounds their body but has an opening for their head at the top. The enclosure will drop to between negative 200 to 300 degrees Fahrenheit. They'll stay in the ultra-low temperature air for between two and four minutes. You can get benefits from just one session of cryotherapy, but it's most effective when used regularly. Some athletes use cryotherapy twice a day. Others will go daily for 10 days and then once a month afterwards, end quote. So those big tubs they fill with ice and sit in is a form of cryotherapy. I went to a chiropractor who got one of those huge contraptions that looks like a giant doer that you get into, naked no less, while liquid nitrogen or argon is used to drop the temperature and you stay in there for a few minutes. I don't think so. I actually worked for a company that dealt with cryogenics. A doer is a container that looks like a mini keg used to transport and store liquid nitrogen. Some dermatologists use liquid nitrogen to freeze off skin tags. Some surgeries utilize cryogenics. Other benefits are reduction of migraine symptoms, improving mood disorders, reducing pain from arthritis, treating low-risk tumors, and can help prevent dementia such as Alzheimer's. The most common side effects of any type of cryotherapy are pretty much what you'd expect. Numbness, tingling, redness, and irritation of the skin. They should be temporary, but if not, contact your doctor. If you have diabetes, neuropathy, or any other issue that messes with your nerves, you shouldn't use cryotherapy. You might not be able to feel the full effect of the ice, which could lead to further nerve damage. Okay, de-stressing. I've discussed ways of de-stressing before, so let's just go over them quickly. Meditation. Meditation. You don't need to sit on the floor cross-legged to meditate. You just need to be in a comfortable position where you can relax and let your mind go. Concentrate on taking deep breaths and your thoughts will melt away. If something does pop into your mind, put it in a bubble and let it float away. People always look at me like I'm crazy when I say this, but driving relaxes me. Seriously. One reason I love road trips is because I get to enjoy the scenery. To me, that is a great de-stressor. Boxing can be cathartic. I'm not talking about hopping in a ring and getting the crap punched out of you, but letting out your frustrations on a speed bag or a punching bag. One of my favorite ways of release is crying. I am a crier. The only drawback is the headache I end up with when the tears stop and the fact that I look like a raccoon for a few hours. Yoga can be relaxing and calming. Personally, I can't get down on the ground and back up and into those poses anymore. But there is a form of yoga I do enjoy, yin yoga. It's all on the floor. You hold various stretches for three to five minutes, and you can use all the props that you need to do it comfortably. The studios that teach it usually have props you can borrow, like sandbags, blocks, pillows, and blankets. Another one of my favorites is Tai Chi. Tai Chi is a form of martial arts that incorporates slow movements intended for self-defense that aid in mind body and spirit healing it promotes balance and overall well-being there are lots of variations I'm a student of Taoist Tai Chi there are chapters all over just not where I'm at now but there are lots of how to's books videos and classes It's different from other forms because it concentrates more on the health improvement benefits than on the self-defense benefits. I know this to be true, not from my own improvement, but from someone who joined the group. This story is 100% true, and the gentleman gave me his blessing to share his story. He was so inspirational. He self-admittedly abused his body. When he first came to classes, he was hunched over, using a cane, and was shuffling his feet more than walking. He had recently had at least half a lung removed, but I want to say it was a little more than that. He sat more than he participated, and he couldn't move that much, but he watched and learned. He would get up and join in as much as he could. He didn't give up. He took as many classes as he could and did what he was able. Within about six months, he was standing up straight, walking without a cane, completing a full set, and had a large increase in lung capacity. He was determined and found something he believed in and enjoyed. When I say, you got this, you can do it, take it to heart, because you can. I've seen it. The hardest part is finding what works for you. My current job sets health challenges every month. The month of December, the challenge was planking. Starting on the 1st, doing 10 seconds, and adding 10 seconds every weekday. The weekends are rest days. So, the first was a Friday, 10 seconds. Monday, the fourth, was 20 seconds. Tuesday, the fifth, 30 seconds, and so on. By the 31st, you were up to three and a half minutes. There were three versions of planking we were able to use. A full plank, bent knees, and a wall plank, which is what I did. There was no way I was getting on the ground, never mind doing a floor plank. They also allowed us to break up the time if needed. This was something else I added to my routine, and after the first week, I lost two pounds instead of the usual one. Was it because of the plank challenge? Not sure, but why tempt fate? Don't forget to find your favorite herbs, spices, and essential oils and incorporate them into your daily routines as well. Experiment with different herbs and spices while cooking. Knock a dash of basil in your scrambled eggs, add a sprinkle of cinnamon in your coffee, Diffuse a bit of eucalyptus on your desk at work. Burn incense while you're meditating. Start slow and build on it. If you try too many things at once, first, you'll freak your body out. Second, you won't really know what's working and what isn't. Pick one thing to start with. Give it at least two weeks. If you're not noticing anything different, tweak it and give it another two weeks. If it still doesn't work, try something different. If it does work, add something new. Do it for at least two weeks and go through the cycle again. If it works, keep building on it. If it doesn't, change it until it does. Be patient and open to different things. Sometimes what works for your best friend may not work for you. Just don't give up. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to email me at feobygypsy at usa.com. You can follow me on X and Instagram, at VO by Gypsy, or LinkedIn. Search either Chris Wagenti, Who Gets It Naturally, or Voiceovers by Gypsy. Please download this episode and make Who Gets It Naturally a favorite on your preferred channel so you don't miss an episode. You can buy me a coffee or get a membership at www.buymeacoffee.com VO by Gypsy 4. Thanks for your support and for listening. The next episode will be published on Tuesday, January 16th.